end of a century, ravaged by violence, a society of perfect order will arise. Criminals will be frozen and reprogrammed in cryogenic prisons. The prisoners are ice cubes. Their criminal instincts are being reprogrammed as they sleep. Aggression and deviant behavior will be totally eliminated. He's a criminal the likes of which you have never seen. In a bad time, he was the worst. I'm gonna love running this place. But in the year 2032... This morning, Sam and Phoenix escaped from this cryo facility. We are, quite frankly, not equipped to deal with the situation. Amidst a world of peace and calm... We're police officers. We're not trained for this kind of violence. How was the fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th? In the end, it took just one man. John Spartan. You mean the demolition man? The conditions of your parole are full reinstatement into the SAPD and immediate assignment to the apprehension of Simon Phoenix. Two mortal enemies. Just dropped in to say hi! From another time. Pass is over, John! Time for something new and improved! Oh, hell. Will be unleashed on a future that isn't big enough for the both of them. Sylvester Stallone. Wesley Snipes. Demolition Man. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews. This is Super Tap Film Club, and it's the last Super Tap Film Club episode of the year. It is? It is, yeah. This is the last one of the year, 2020. I'm joined by Hollywood Fletch and Magic Mark again this week. And it's the end of December, it's the end of 2020. What a fabulous, lovely time we've had in 2020. I've had a fucking awful time. Yeah, we've done this podcast every week. This is our first full year. Well, I haven't. You well, have. You have. No, I have. <laughs> you two haven't, but I've done it every week. I have found that podcasting has basically kept me sane this year, so... Thanks, guys, for allowing me to not go mental. Yeah, I mean, that, that is, that's a fair point. I was going to say at the start of this, in, a, in all honesty, it has been fucking shit year, and having something like this to do as an artistic outlet is very, very, uh, very good. And we don't, we don't get, like, thousands and thousands of people listen to, listening to the show. Yes, we do. Yes, okay. But we get... Well, if, you, <laughs> if you think about it, of those people turning up at a venue every week, um, I'd be pretty happy with that. And the fact that, you know, you get pissed off with doing these things, but then somebody out there is listening to it, so... No, no, you don't get pissed off with doing these things. No, I don't get pissed off with <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> You get pissed off with us two fannying around, but you don't get pissed off by actually doing it, Malachi. No, no. But yeah, so so that's it. This is the this. So yeah, this uh, this uh, podcast has been really good for me. I mean, I hate it. It pisses me off, <laughs> and um, you know, only like only like a handful of people actually listen to it. But yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for destroying my sentiment. Good yeah, intro there. We've um, ended the year. With a, a, a beautiful ray of sunshine, 
<laughs> well done, us. That's alright. Well, I proved I'm quite good at editing, considering the car crash of source material that I had to uh, edit through last week to get down to a co coherent hour-long episode. That was quite squiffy. Yes, you were, Mark. And now I think we have to have the no more drinking heavily on the podcast. Mm. I tweeted about that episode and the bloke who made the film replied to it and I was like, fucking hell, I hope he didn't listen to it. It's all right, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Mark, we, we, we did suggest, we, we did film the episode to put it out um, as as is live, the full two and a half hour source uh, for Patreons, but we're just saying now, for, that's not happening because... <laughs> <laughs> why, I mean, who did you tell I that was happening? Should. We didn't tell anyone that was happening. Then why are you saying it now? Well, it doesn't matter then, does it? <laughs> is, that the, is that the intro? Is that the beginning of the podcast? Did we start? Yeah, we started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is ramshackle. It won't be. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so did you have a, good, have a good Christmas then, Fletch? Yes, I saw me nan. You saw your nan? How was she? Uh, she told my auntie... She was on, my auntie was on Tinder, right? I mean, Nan was like, he's too good looking for you. Wow. Wow, yeah. yeah. And she told her to stop whistling because it's not ladylike. It's not ladylike. No. no. I've never seen a lady whistle in my life. In fact, when I do, it... it... What about Daryl Hannah in Kill Bill? I have not seen Kill Bill. Oh. What? Yeah. All right. Speaking of Bobby, Bobby not seen a movie, I sent you a Lost Boys... DVD. You did. That was my Christmas gift. I'm saving it, it. As, as a treat. We watched the third Indiana Jones film the other day, and you're like, I can't believe you've not seen the third one. I didn't say it like that. You did. You actually did. You, you kept saying it. I the can't believe it. I can't believe you've not seen the third one. The one with Sean Connery, right? Yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. believe it. You've never seen Rocky. Yeah, I wasn't being like, I can't believe you. You were. Said, you said it loads of times. You were like, oh, it's and it's like it's the third one. If I said I hadn't seen the first one, I'd be like, okay. All right, have you seen the third Rocky film? Of course I have. Well, shut your face then. I watch every single Rocky film once every six months. <laughs> Rocky well, is fun, and I, you know, I'm not into boxing, but those films are great. They are. Yeah, well, to be fair, I was going to watch it yesterday because it was Boxing Day. <laughs> I thought about watching Rocky, but I didn't. I instead. You I, didn't again? No, I watched. What did I watch yesterday? I watched Dawn of the Dead. Again. Again. <laughs> How many times have you seen that film? Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I watched Them, about the giant Oh, giant that was, that's my DVD, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Them. That's a good film. That was good. Um, what else did I watch? I can't remember. Did you watch Frankenstein? I can see the Frankenstein. No, that's my good. stack of classic movies that I was, I was thinking, I would just want to watch old films today. Is that my DVD and all? What? Frankenstein one. Yeah. I've got all the best monster movies, mate. That's well, what you I'm did, all about. Then you relinquished all your earthly goods to my to my house, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did I'd like I hoovered up the other day and uh, I looked at it. It looks like it looks like no one's moved in again now. Mark, did wow. you have a good Christmas then, Bab? I did have a lovely Christmas. I saw my mum and dad and uh, didn't watch Lost Boys. No. Did you get any good presents? Um, no, I, I always ask my parents for a practical gift, so I got a fucking filing cabinet. Oh, wow. A filing cabinet. I remember you saying that when you when you asked for that in the summer. I got a bicycle. <laughs> nice. Oh, who got you that? Me mum. Very good. I got, uh, I got... 
Lego shark. Yeah. Got a Lego shark. Very nice. I'm gonna make that together. Make that this afternoon. Sitting at the dining table, uh, drinking a bottle of wine. Maybe. I got a green screen. Cool. Yeah, very good. Are you, are you going into the special effects world now? Yeah. But it's cool to have a green screen. Yeah, exactly. You can if you fancy it one day. This is the last film of the year that we're doing. Mm. Hollywood Fletch. Yes. What? piece of prime golden tat did we pluck from the river to do for last episode of 2020? Demolition Man. It's a classic, 1993, but set two years, they must have thought the world was going to go tits up in the three years. Jeez, has someone died? Has someone died? Why? Because you just, you just, you just flat, you just flat. I'm just flat. <laughs> What is this? What Don't is this? Say that to me because I think I'll be for a second. <laughs> what is this? Eh? <laughs> this is the bleak future. Of come night. on, come on. Okay. Judge it up. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching an old episode of Top of the Pops on Christmas Day when Fletcher came round and Bjork was hosting it with Jack D. Fletcher, of course, had been smashing brews having Christmas dinner. Came round and for about an hour and a half just told us about our just facts about Bjork and telling her that telling us that she talks the best way and how how would she say how would she say hello Fletcher how would she say it and you go like hello Fletcher <laughs> she'd say it like that wouldn't she I would yeah I yeah. mean I'd be I'd, I'd yeah I yeah 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 you were like a giddy teenage girl talking about Boyzone that's what you were like look right <laughs> I love Bjork Nothing wrong with loving Bjork. He stole from me. I got a pack of cards with like pop. pop. You made that sound so much worse. I took a card out of a pack of a card, a Joker card out of a pack of cards he's got. So one he's not even going to use. No. He stole from me. He stole from me. Because <laughs> it had Bjork on it. You're in my pack. Now my pack is not complete. One day that might be worth a fortune. Not without the Bjork card. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's my point. It's, it's, a, it's above my telly. Was there a David Bowie card? Of course there was. Right, get yeah. it nicked for me, Fletch, and I'll have that, and no, I'll stick it above no. my telly. Hang on, no. Who's the other Joker? I think the other one was David Bowie. Oh, well, there get you go, nicked. so you can have him. Get it nicked. When, yeah. I went to, when I was like 18, I went to Amsterdam and I bought back some saucy playing cards. Right. And then one by one, they kept going missing from my flat. People were nicking the, the filthiest cards. This is bringing it all back. To be it's fair, like the 90s all over again. To be well, York. York is no strumpet. Wow. A mate, a mate of mine, when I was at school, used to put cordial. You know, cord your cordial water ratio. Yeah. He'd do that with. Cordial and Coke. He'd put a little bit so of orange. So he just add a bit coke. of orange flavour to his Coke? Yeah. Oh. Alright. Right, get on with it. The future, lads. The future. 1996. Hang on. Well, it was in I don't know. It was in front of me and I just instinctively opened it. It was Christmas, mate. Might as well. Oh, do you know what? I've just done a burp and it tasted like a mince pie. I've <laughs> just been sat here drinking. I need to. I've been. I've been building mass. I need to turn this mass into uh, beef meat. That is what you need to do. That's what I'm going to do. Right. Well, I'm doing it because I shouldn't be burping. I haven't had a mince pie today. 
you know, I shouldn't be burping that up. That means I'm basically, my blood just tastes like cinnamon. <laughs> That's how they lived. Demolition Man, the future, 1996. And like I said earlier on, bear in mind that this film came out in 1993. LA, Hollywood is on fire, chaos. So in that three year period, they think the world is gonna go to shit. This is a thing in science fiction that, yeah, okay, they quite often predict stuff that happens, but they predict it happens way before it does. Yeah, yeah, well, three years after the, the, its conception. A maniac has hijacked a bus with 30 passengers on it, and I got a bad hunch where the passengers are and who that maniac is. This, guys, is Sly Stallone. Welcome back, Sly, back in the club. The man he's after is Simon Phoenix. That's Wesley Snipes. Sometimes you gotta send a maniac to catch a maniac. This maniac jumps out of the helicopter on a bungee rope, screaming, Phoenix! That's what Sly does, you see. He shouts the names of his foes. You'd know that if you've seen Rocky IV. He's, he looks like a he looks like a jaunty little Parisian man. He does, yeah, but he doesn't act like one. Because <laughs> he's chucking dudes all over the place. Simon Phoenix, played by Wesley Snipes. He looks like Reverse Blade, because he's got the blade haircut, but it's bleached, bleached white. He's there doing massive fucking bumps of cocaine in an office, just watching it all on CCTV. Because he's the villain. <laughs> he is the villain. He has all the best outfits in this film. Oh, mate, we'll talk about his outfits, but he has got, yeah, he has got some amazing outfits. Um, the, the office, by the way, that's, we talked about barrels. In this future, we, there's a lot of barrels. The office is full of barrels, full of explosives, and he starts stabbing them up and then leaking all fuel all over the place. In his stripy, stripy pajamas. I think he's. I think he's wearing uh, dungarees at this point, isn't he? No, that's when he. That's when he gets out. Oh, that's when he gets, they freeze. He's, wear, he's wearing some like. He's wearing like stripe. He looks like Beetlejuice. Who <laughs> 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 is also a villain. So there you go. Yeah. Sly. Villainous. Villainous outfit. Sly gets to the office and he sees Wesley Snipes. Sorry, I just had a really weird thought. What? He's, he's dressed like Beetlejuice. Yeah. This this film is like a Tim Burton vibe to it, doesn't Has it? Has it got a Tim Burton vibe? It does I'm though, doesn't sure it? I'm sure it does. No. Yeah, it does. Well, he's there's dressed no, like Beetlejuice. There's no Helena Bonham Carter. We're he's, looking like he dressed like of, He dressed like, like Beetlejuice though, didn't he? Well, he did dress like Beetlejuice, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you know Beetlejuice, right? There were, at yeah. my school, there was a, um, a teacher called Mr. Byatt, but he had quite a small head. So at school, we used to call him Byatt Juice. Quite in contrast to uh, Fletcher's school time story about Manhead there. Yes! <laughs> it's like, he's like the anti Manhead. Yeah, we probably would have just called him Kidhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just weren't as, uh, weren't as imaginative as you. Sly arrives at Snipes' office and the, the, there's fuel all over the place. This is where you get your foot. If you like your quips, lads, and your bants, then this is the film for you. Well, do you know what? What? I bloody do. Good, me because too. strap in. Here's the first one. Is it cold in here, or is it just me? Set Sly on fire. That is just, there you go. That is top punnery. It's not even a pun. That's what me nan used to say. Was your, your nano Simon Phoenix level super villain? Well, I, I can't tell you that, mate. Mine is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> The two fight in the fire and the whole warehouse ends up exploding. 
Sly is trying to get older. He's like, where are the hostages? Snipes not telling him anything. So blows the whole place up. Demolition man. But one person who's had enough of his shit is the chief. I know you've been trying to nail that cycle for two years straight, but try to remember one thing. Official police procedure. He's a maverick, guys. He's a maverick. It turns out the hostages were all in there the whole time, and now they're all dead because Sly demolished the whole place. Sly's furious. He's like, I didn't want to kill the hostages. I didn't want you talking. You didn't tell me where they were, Snipes. Snipes did this, but it's too late. So that was actually quite good because I'd already written Explodium Loveheart, but then I felt really guilty about the Explodium Loveheart because my Loveheart was the many, many murders of innocent people. I was like, ooh, twisted love heart. Mmm, mm, well that's it. Uh, that's what that's what Snipes does. He makes you think like that, and then you realise that is a that is a crime, what I've just thought about. I don't know. Maybe more films should think about the implied body count of all the explosions that are happening. Yeah. What about yeah like the new Wonder Woman film? I haven't watched it yet. They do that in Batman vs Superman because the whole start first half an hour is Superman feeling guilty about all the buildings he destroyed with all the people that he killed in the first one. Yeah. Okay, good, good. That's, yeah. what, that's what I want to see. Yeah. Sad. Sad, sad Superman. Sad Superman. <laughs> all right. Sly is being led to the cryo prison. When he gets there, he's met by some poindexter man who looks after all the criminals that are held, held trapped under ice, like Metallica. Trapped under ice. This guy is called uh, Mr. Smithers, and he says to Sly, he says, 70, you're sentenced to 70 years sub-zero rehab for killing 30 people. Sly says, skip it. Yeah? Skip it. Par you're not going to get parole until 2046. He says, skip it. He's not interested in your bureaucratic poindexter bullshit, Smithers. If I've, got to, if, I've, if I've got to do time, get me in there. Flash freeze me now. He doesn't seem to feel any actual guilt. He feels like he's a victim in this. He's like, skip it. And like, like he's being treated badly. No. Because he didn't kill them. But he didn't kill them. He checks the building to make sure there wasn't in there and he didn't see them, but they were already dead. He'd been framed by Phoenix. He didn't do it. Yeah. That's the point. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, he did he did like a thermal check on the building and could see that there was only street punks in there. Uh, so he located all the that. street punks using like thermal vision and then like... he went in and just dad punched them all to death. Yeah. And then they blew the building up and found all of these dead bodies in there and blamed him for it. I see. Oh, uh, that's actually quite clever then. I, I retract it. <laughs> but I'll tell you what though, the the amount of time it takes to genetically alter and rehabilitate people. I quite like that. I thought there's a lot of sci-fi where you click your fingers and technology makes everything better. Whereas this seemed to have like consequences of it takes time to fuck with people's minds and make them less psychotic. I quite like that. It didn't fucking work though. No, it totally backfires. They freeze the people in this future. They don't just freeze them like, flash freeze them in a bit of water. They slowly fill their orifices with goo that looks like hair gel and they freeze him in a super surprised hench expression. He's got like a huh? look on his face, but he's doing a beefy pose. Yeah, he's, he's properly like flexing his uh, shoulder muscles and stuff. He's doing his like his best beefy pose just in there. 
It's like when they froze Jason in Jason X and he got in his... Naked toy pose. In his best pose. Slides is the same thing. Yeah. He just flexes and then freezes. I'm, I'm all for both of those things. Flash forward, guys. August the 3rd, 2032. He's still in his amazing pose. It's been frozen solid. This is the future within the future. I saw that for sale on the internet. What? Frozen Sly from the film. The prop. That's pretty cool. Imagine owning Frozen Sly. The future within the future, but guys, in this future, things don't happen anymore. We've taken care of that. Everyone is a complete and utter pussweed. There's no crime. They're just a load of daft twats wandering around. Have a peachy day. Be well. They talk like nerds. Absolute nerds. Sandra Bullock, she's never been here before in the river, which is a surprise because she's in Speed 2. Mind you, we haven't done it, so why would she be here? Is she in Speed 2? She's in Speed 2, yeah. She is in yeah. Speed 2. Keanu's yeah. not, though. No. No, he, he was like, I'm not doing that. Has Keanu yes, been in he the was river? Supposed... Keanu hasn't been in the river yet, no. Yes, he has. Oh, yes, he has, no, but he wasn't credited. Yeah. He was in a film uncredited as the, uh, the Mexican dog boy, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Good. In, uh, fri in Freaked. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't recognise him because of the uh, fine work of Screaming Mad George. Turned him into a, a dog boy. Yep. No. But she's she's super bored of this, this pansy-ass future. It's boring. It's poindexter land. There's no crime. There's no fun. There's robots that come up and do graffiti <laughs> from Dennis Leary's subterranean lair. But then there's another robot that just cleans it off straight away. It's rubbish, this world. No, oh, I thought it was quite pleasant. Speaking <laughs> of Dennis Leary, he is... This, is, this is not supposed to be favourable, Mark. No. It's supposed to be a bad thing. Uh, I, I can't get my head around whether or not this is... left-wing people who are contemplating their left-wing politics or right-wing cunts being really, really cunty and saying how shit left -wing, a left-wing world would be. I couldn't get my head around whether or not this was... Pro left wing or anti left wing? Well, I, the moral I'm, the moral is at the end of the story, isn't it? When Sly says, "Well, you just gotta have balance." Is that right? Don't be a massive cunt. Don't be a massive hippie. Be in the middle. Out of the two, you should probably be a massive hippie. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, probably not be a maniac shooting people. They needed a maniac. They needed a maniac to catch a maniac. They're so, literally, he's literally a policeman called Demolition Man. Yeah. Like, known as Demolition Man because he destroys so many things. You shouldn't really like, have a cop called Demolition Man, should you? The, the, yeah, the alarm bells not, would ring. He's not ideal, no. But, also, the, the idea that having no crime and having everyone be really friendly and happy and stuff is somehow fascist. Well, it is. It's driven Dennis Leary. Nineties funny man, Dennis Leary. He's dri driven him and his street punk Mad Max gang underground. Have you noticed how all the cops dress vaguely fashy as well? Yeah, of course they do, yeah. I thought he looked a lot like he did in Judge Dredd in this film. Yeah. There you go, there you yeah. go. Speaking of the Stallone Judge Dredd, which is... Is that the... You know how people say the 89 Batman is the, always going to be the best Batman? Don't. No, no one says that. Don't you what? dare suggest that Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dredd is better than the recent one. Don't you dare. Carl Urban was robbed. There should be 100 Judge Dredd films and a TV series now with him in. Oh, we failed that film, didn't we? We failed that film. Well, do you know what was wrong with it? The new one. 
didn't have Rob Schneider in it, covered in spaghetti in a robot. Yeah? Don't. So guess what? Don't. Guess what? Rob Schneider's in this one. It's because he's Sly's mate. Could you imagine him cast, like, Sylvester Stallone? Because he, he, he produces everything. Funny little guy, let's put him you in a film. Put him in the spaghetti machine. A Deuce Bigelow. This is before Deuce Bigelow. Uh, way before Deuce Bigelow. Way before. I mean, that's his good work. That's like his White Album. <laughs> do you remember when he? Do you remember when that film critic said that Juice Bigelow, European Gigolo, was shit? And he made it his and life's he went work ape to... shit. He like took ad space out yeah. to go after this film critic. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It's wow. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, Sandra Bullock is obsessed with the 1990s and, well, the, you know, the 20th century in general. Her office, she's got classic movies, classic movie posters. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 3, mate. Is it Lethal Weapon 3? It's a poster of Lethal Weapon 3. Basically the same pose as the second one, but with little Joe Pesci in the middle, like, Don't forget me, I'm the comedy relief. Who's the baddie in Lethal Weapon 3? Oh, God, I can't remember. Is that the one with the, uh, the, the super bullets? <laughs> number number one is Gary Busey. Number one's Gary Busey. Number number two is South Africans. South Africans. And I've got it's di- got, it's you got, can't even give me as much as a parking ticket because I have got diplomatic immunity. And it's got that that oh, posh bird in it. What Patsy Kenzie? Oh, what Mrs Oasis? Or Patsy. Um, <laughs> fuck me. But then the third one, I think it's got. Hang like, on a minute. What? Oh the shoe. Oh oh how the worm worm was turned. What? You're just dropping milf bombs, you casually what? dropping milf bombs on a Sunday Sunday morning. You what? Yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you drink your pink booze. Of all the bands <laughs> that are around that were around in the eighties and nineties, who do you think that would have survived? Guns and Roses. Uh, no, it was Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they did. did. Yeah. So they um, predicted the it pepper. right, Malachi. <laughs> they actually got it right. <laughs> They got a lot of things right. Got a Chili's poster up. Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. That was when the Chili's were good. Nice. It was when True. they used to do heroin and good they could album. still write songs. Yeah, it's when they were druggy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Californication. No, mate. I liked Californication. No. I did. What about that yeah, one? Yeah, the Dreamcast video. What about that one with the airplane? Oh, yeah. That was when Dave Navarro was that there. That album is absolute dog toffee. Mate, that Dave Navarro one hot, One hot minute. There probably is one hot minute on that album, probably. But basically, the only good point of that entire album is the Sean and the rest shit. And the Dreamcast video. Her office is covered in tap, basically. It's loads of tap movie movie posters. Garcia, her partner's like, it's all just the, everything you've got in it is just vulgar. Everything about the eighties and nineties is vulgar. You're high on harshness, buzzed by its brutality. All the other pussy cops in the world, they're they're happy with their boring life, but not Sandra. She says, do you ever just want something to happen? Garcia says, goodness no. That's exactly what she's talking about. She's like, like, what I wouldn't give for some action right now, because this is boring as fudge. Yeah. Just go go-karting, Sandra. What the fuck? See, I agree completely. You have to, with you have, to have someone get fucking mugged or murdered in order for you to have fun. Just go fucking go-karting. Exactly right. If you have a more peaceful world, there's time to do interesting things. Take up karate, Sandra. Just be careful what you wish for, because Simon Phoenix has been thawed out. Mr. Smithers is now older because it's the future, but he's still working there. That's how much of a poindexter he is. He loves that. He loves freezing up criminals and putting them in ice. 
Snipes isn't listening. He's, he just keeps talking over him in Spanish. And the guy goes, stop speaking Spanish, Phoenix. I'm trying to tell you what's going on. Stop it. Snipes breaks out of the cuffs and he just knows how to do it. He knows the magic word. He says the magic word and he dispatches of everyone in the room with hot, hot kicks. Because whilst he's been under, he's had his brain filled with lots of information. The first thing we see is getting out of chairs, yeah? Then kicking people. And when he kicks people, it goes BAM! Orchestral hits. BAM! Did you notice his kicks were a bit weird and wobbly? Why was that, Fletch? Because, uh, well, the, the same reason Bruce Lee were because his kicks were too fast. Too fast? Yeah, so they'd be like, they'd blur the image, so they'd, he'd have to kick slower for the camera. Wesley Snipes' kicks were too fast. Yeah. Genuinely true. Yeah, Wesley Snipes Love is it. a fucking black belt, you know, he's, he's a sick martial artist. I, I know he did most of his own stunts, but I didn't think he was Bruce Lee slow down the footage badass. Yeah, well, you know, he's, like I say, he's black belt. Incidentally, his utter glee earned a love heart from me. But that's for the whole film. This was just the first time we saw the Snipes glee. Snipes is just one of the best villains. He's one of them He's one of them guys when when you see him cast as a, as a goodie and he has to act all bland and good, it just takes all of his personality away and it's terrible. Sylvester Stallone, he can play the goodie. You know, you can't imagine him being a baddie. This part of the film, because this, this is a film that I did watch as a kid. I watched it a few times as a kid. And this was the part that I always remembered mm. because I felt like this was so... I, to me, as a child, I felt like this was so gory, but so for this film as well. Because Phoenix mm. has to use the, uh, the biometrics that I scan yeah. to get out of the room. So he stabs Smithers and takes his eye out and puts it on a pen. Yeah. As a child, that seemed gratuitous to me. That yeah. seemed absolutely scandalous. It is. I think it's the pen. I genuinely think, if he just held the eye, I think it's the pen, the kind of... It's good stuff, though. It's good stuff. Oh, aye. Uh, oh, 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 aye. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the north, mate. 187, lads. 187. We all know what a 187 is, because we used to, oh, Well, I do. I used to listen to a lot of hip-hop in the 90s, but these pussbag future cops, they're like, what is a 187? I haven't got a clue. So Sandra Bullock has to go onto the, uh, the future Google, put in 187 to see what it is, and it comes up as an MDK. Murder, death, kill. No one has seen a murder, death, or kill since 2010. Because, you know, it's Pansyland USA, guys. Do you remember MDK on the PS1? I thought it was dead good, and, that's, and that was another thing that I related to this film when I was watching it as a kid. Yeah. MDK. I, I remember the... the, the With the parachute. Yeah, and he had a pointy face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pointy face. Rob Schneider, he can't, he can't believe there's been an MDK, and he pukes into a bin. This future, is, it has shocked him. It's shocked Juice Bigelow, the male gigolo. <laughs> but there's been three MDKs in the cryo prison. The soft cops are all in shock. Simon Phoenix! An old timer shouts from the back. He goes, I know what's going on here. This is Simon Phoenix, says the old man from the back of the room. He's at the old timer knows that he's a 90s punk. He's more evil than you can even think about. Think about that. Think about something evil. 
Think about something evil. Skeletor. Well, it's worse because it's Wesley Snipes. And he's, he got chilled back in the 20th before they even started tagging prisoners. Before they put the chips in us. Yeah? Yeah, think on. <laughs> the Th chips? With yeah. the vaccines. Yeah. The vaccines and the microchips, guys. Yeah. <laughs> MDK. MDK. More are flashing up all over the place. More 187s. The Snipes is just killing folks willy-nilly. He's killed a doctor and nicked his car. And he's off into the streets like Grand Theft Auto. It's on. It, it's not a car, though, is it? It's a Sinclair C5. Or a futuristic Light Robin, as I wrote it down as. I always, <laughs> I always wanted a Sinclair C5, and I never got one. There's a guy who drives one round Derby, and to be honest, he just looks like a tit. <laughs> <laughs> the future is here. Tell, Fletch, tell me about the future phone box. I really like the sound the keys make. He goes and he types on it and he goes... And he learns everything in the world. He does. He, he, he basically learns. goes on Wikipedia. It's like in Small Soldiers when um, the toy goes on Encarta and just learns everything <laughs> about the world from Encarta. Do you remember Encarta? I do remember in Carter, but it also reminded me of Short Circuit, where he got the encyclopedia and just went and read the book and he knew everything. Yeah, you get fined in this future for swearing. And he's surprised. Yeah. He's just whipped through the entire of Encarta and he didn't know that they have swear tax in this future. Yeah. Good point, well made. He looks, <laughs> yeah. he looks up Dennis Leary on the internet, who in this film is called Edgar Friendly. E Friendly is the enemy, yeah. Think Good. on, think on. And while he's looking, he gets a voice in his head and says, don't you have a job to do? Kill Mr. Friendly. Remember, Snipes, remember. And he starts hallucinating. Yeah, he starts hallucinating and he sees like skulls on the internet screen and it starts flashing, murder, death, kill. Murder, death, <laughs> kill. <laughs> yeah. Because he's been filled with knowledge while sleeping. He's a sleeper cell, but who filled him with this knowledge, guys? You have been fined however many pounds for the future of Dandyland. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dandyland. Because Snipes keeps swearing, the phone box automatically calls the police. And the police don't know how to deal with what actual crime, so they've got iPads that tell them that are telling them what to do. Phoenix just kicks the shit out of them because he's full of kick knowledge and the police don't know what to do. I tell you what, that little iPad gets them into trouble. Because they're like, tell tell the, and the iPad's calling him a maniac. He's like, tell maniac to get on the ground. And he's like, get on the ground, Phoenix. And he's yeah. like, no. Give him an ultimatum, say, or else. And he goes, get on the ground or else. And Phoenix is like, you are. Yeah, that's And he it. just gets dead serious all of a sudden. He's like, you are. Yeah, it all kicks off. That's when it all kicks off. He's I also... loved it. I loved it because the fucking policeman was just in the car like, no, and he just dives onto the car and stamps on it. Yeah, and then chucks him out the window because he's also, not only has he learnt all the knowledge from the internet, he's learnt superpowers as well. Yeah, he's also super strong now. <laughs> yeah. He's three times as strong as he was when he went in. It yeah. does seem to me like those fucking Bacta tanks completely went to shit. Didn't didn't do what they were supposed to do, which was fuck with their brain and make them goodies. But it gave them super strength and super kicks. I, mm. Well, this is become mm. almost like someone did it on purpose. Yes. Yes. Now, he's still just spin kicking cops. Well, he's still spin kicking cops. He blows up a police car, the, the police car with an electric truncheon, sticks it in its battery, and he just runs off. Poof, gone. And that one tries to fist fight him. Yeah, it's no point. 
He just kicks him. He just kicks the shit out of him. Nigel Hawthorne, British, British acting legend. He's in this film, looking like a Jedi in a dressing gown, with his mate from uh, Otho from Beetlejuice there. Also, uh, did you notice Otho's hair? Oh, Beetlejuice again, huh? Oh, be oh, yeah, oh. And he's got his hair all dyed, and he's got it all coiffed up, like in a funny, funny Beetlejuice way. Tim Burton vibes. Okay. This film has Tim Burton vibes. All over it. It does. Working in the current climate, guys, most office meetings are Zoom meetings now. You've got a room full of screens, but it's on one screen. In this future, they have actual meeting rooms with, with individual screens on. It's brilliant. I had a Zoom Christmas party. You had a Zoom Christmas party? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, I can imagine. Who did you have that with? Work. Oh, it's a work do as well. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They have that in the WWE, don't they? They have like crowd tellies. Yeah, like the Thunderdome. Thunderdome, that's it. Well, the only Thunderdome we're interested <laughs> in in this podcast, Mark, is Tina Turner's Thunderdome. So. Yeah. Oh, can we do that? Let's Mad definitely Max. do that. Mad Max is. I, I love Mad Max. I know you do, Bab. I, I love Tina Turner. I love Tina Turner. Yeah. Yeah. I love Mad Max and Tina Turner. Imagine my surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Hawthorne, he wants Dennis Leary. He wants rid of Dennis Leary and his subterranean hooligans. Also from Beetlejuice. I have a question. What's that? He wants rid of these subterranean street punks. Yeah. Who keep coming up and just stealing stuff. Why are they why are they such an issue? Well this is the this is the thing, isn't it? Why haven't they just taken over though? Why haven't they? Because, as we've established, cops can't do it if they if they are confronted with if they have any kind of confrontation, they have no idea what to do. So, what has Dennis Leary been doing this whole time? Why doesn't he just go up there and just duff up all the police well, like Phoenix just did? It's almost like they were concentrating on mocking the left wing rather than making any sense. Uh, guys, guys, can you just enhance your calm? But yeah, I see what you're saying. Nigel Hawthorne, though, he's basically Emperor Palpatine in this film, isn't he? He's a, he's a shady bastard all the way through. He's, yeah. a, he's Palpatine. Otho from Beetlejuice, uh, Assistant Bob or something like that, his name is. He informs Nigel of all the MDKs that have been going on. Nigel says, enhance your calm. Like, I'm Emperor Palpatine. I've got it this covered, mate. I've got this covered. But he's going, yeah, Simon Phoenix has been released. The guy that we would, you know... Phoenix has been released and he's murder death killing everyone. 187s all over the place. But who can stop this animal from the 90s? This Phoenix that has risen. There's only one cop that can do that. The demolition man, John Spartan, because they need to thaw out. They need to get something out for Sunday dinner. Thaw out that beef because it's time to get cooking. But, so, but the demolition man is an animal, a muscle bound grotesque. Yeah, that's exactly what we need. To, to dish out justice to Snipes, because he keeps swearing for one. Shouldn't he be up for parole anyway? Presumably him and Phoenix have got went in at the same time. Yeah. Also, considering the reason they put them in there is to rehabilitate them using their future magic, presumably that doesn't take different lengths of time. Why would it take different lengths of time? So. You'd assume that every sentence is the same length of time. So he should be up for parole at the same time as Phoenix. Hmm. This film just predicted the future. It's insane. It's, insane. it's mental. 
Simon, I'm, I'm afeard of this film for the power it has. Of course. Simon Phoenix is an old-fashioned criminal, and we need an old-fashioned cop. They thaw out Sly, and they get him out like he's out of a big deep-fat fryer. Lift him up like they've done fried beef. Get this in your oven. It's ready to go. Don't deep-fry your beef. No, I didn't know, but... Roast it. Slow and low. For reals? <laughs> he wakes up, he's like, how long have I been under? They say, 36 years. I heard a wife. But her light was extinguished in the big one of 2010. There was a big earthquake. He said, I heard a daughter. What happened to her? So in this dystopic future, where everybody is under surveillance and everybody is in this kind of horrible world where everybody knows where everybody is, blah, 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 blah. They need to look it up. Was it genuinely not a case of boop, 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 she dead? Yeah, yeah. Exactly that. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. And then the police chief comes in and he says, we don't have time for family reunions. Simon Phoenix has MDK'd everyone this morning. Now Sly is awake. Now he's interested. He's like, Simon Phoenix, what? Where, where is he? Phoenix? He's there, he's ready, he's ready to start dad punching people immediately. Yeah, because no one's been murdered for 16 years and these pansies are useless, unequipped to deal with this rampant 90s-ness that's just running around. Do you know what would be a really good spin-off film? What's that? The Last Murderer. The, the, the 2010? Like, how mm. bad must The Last Murderer have been 16 years ago that they just completely changed the entire system of government so there hasn't been a murder since for yeah. 16 years. Mm. They should make a spin-off film about whoever that last murderer was. Demolition Man 2010. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking of starting writing. Maybe that's maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe that's what I do. <laughs> I'm surprised they never did do like a, a sequel to it. What wasn't it one of those developmental hell sequels? Mark, you'll be interested to know that it was recently greenlit and they're making it in 2021. Wow, good, I think. <laughs> um, good, yeah, well, well, maybe. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. Sly is really stressed out by all this news from the future and he says, God, for God's sake, give me a Marlborough. What's a Marlborough? Sly's like, what are you talking about? In this cotton wool liberal safe zone, guys, there are no cigarettes whatsoever. It's not allowed. No cigarettes allowed. Anything that's not good for you is now banned. No smoking, no drinking, no caffeine, no meat, or contact sport. So yes, there is a full list. Um, by the end of the you scene, there's a full list. Tobacco, alcohol, caffeine, contact sports, meat, swearing, chocolate, gasoline, anything spicy, and salt. Yeah. So I could go without tobacco, because I don't smoke. I'm currently going without meat, and that's all right. Contact sports, yeah, right. But alcohol, caffeine, <laughs> swearing, chocolate, gasoline, spiciness and salt. Fuck off. Are you kidding? No contact sport, Mark. You know what that means? No karate. No karate. No karate combat. Mm. No ice hockey. No ice hockey. No fucking mixed martial arts. No wrestling. No basketball. So Bas there's ten things on that list. If we're gonna, do let's do this. If you can only pick three that you can keep, what would you keep? Combat sport. Combat sport. Okay. Oh wait, so it's specifically combat sport, not contact sport. Contact sport. Oh right, so you don't get like rugby or anything. No, nothing. no, contact sport. So no. So you're sport. picking contact sport. So you basically can well, play. Well, you still have basketball. 
You've got, got two left. It's not a contact sport. Uh, I don't know, disputing that. Basically, in this future, you can play pool yeah. and darts. Fo- football's not a contact sport. No, Basketball's still... not a contact mm. sport. Rugby is. Hockey is. American football is. Aussie rules. Aussie yeah. rules all the way. Anyway, no, you've both established that you want contact sports as one of your three things you'd keep. What other okay. two? Um... Tobacco, alcohol, caffeine, contact sports, meat, swearing, chocolate, gasoline, anything spicy, and salt. I'd like to have a beer, watch Karate Combat, and, uh... Oh, I like it spicy. Yeah, I, I want some spicy food. I like food. it spicy. I can, I, can, I can quit smoking if I still get to have a curry. Mm. Mm. Plus, I don't mind having a vegan curry either, yeah. as long as it's spicy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you on anything spicy, I'm keeping that. But I have to have swearing because I can't not fucking swear. So that'll be you. Exactly. So it's a toss-up between gasoline and chocolate for me. Oh, oh, also, what do you want gasoline for? You got electric cars now. Yeah. Woo! Chocolate. Also, so there you, you go. You missed one off, Mark. You missed one off, which was uneducational toys. Mmm. Yeah, they can fuck off as well. I'm, I'm, I'm not. No Transformers, ten. mate. No He-Man. No He-Man. No Star Wars figures. Everyone's ev- everyone's just playing with um... early learning centre toys. Yeah, everyone's That's fine. Just playing. Duplo. What is it? Meca- yeah, Duplo, Meccano. So, <laughs> no, I'm thinking of Bull Meccano. Oh right, it was well, Bull yeah. Nakano, not Bull Meccano. Oh, I thought she's called Bull Meccano. No, Bull Nakano. Bull Nakano. N A K N N A K O N O. Bull Nakano. Paul. Not Paul Meccano. Meccano was 80s Paul kind of like next level. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. level shit. Paul McCartney. We, we can definitely ban that fuck. Also, you, you need a license to get pregnant in this future. I mean, that, yeah. yeah. And cool, that's then. so yeah, dark. Fine, yeah. good. No, cool. Yeah, good. And you can't actually have physical gooey sex. What? <laughs> yeah, that's My true. God. What would I do with the rest of my day that I'm not doing this podcast? Nothing. Mm. Sit around having... That's literally all I ever do when I'm not recording. <laughs> well, that's it, exactly. <laughs> Slo- I, I have thought... so much sex, guys. <laughs> I thought this was... <laughs> you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe. Do you know what I'm going to do once we finish this? I'm like, going to go and have sex. Wimble, wo- womankind. With a womble? <laughs> don't do it with a womble. I'd have just so much. So much. You don't even know. You've got so much love to give. I do. Yeah. Well, I thought this was America, guys. So did Sly. And he, he's like, what the fuck is this shit? Me! Stop! Eh! Gets fined. And he's absolutely outraged that he gets fined for that. Chief says, enough of this Rip Van Winkle shit. Simon. He, he wouldn't say shit, would he? Sorry. <laughs> enough of this Rip Van Winkle shit. I could have actually written that and then crossed it out so <laughs> I don't. On, on my lines. And enough then, of this Rip Van Winkle shit. And I've crossed it out. Right, okay. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, just go for it. Okay. Enough of the whole Rip Van Winkle shenanigans. <laughs> I can't say shenanigans. <laughs> Enough of the Whip Van Winkle talk. Simon Phoenix has risen from the ashes. Powerful wordplay. Sly, now suited and booted, looking a lot like Judge Dredd. He goes to the toilet for a future poop and he comes back out looking all confused and he went, and he's like, I've just been in there, you've got no toilet roll. But where the toilet roll should be is just three seashells. 
And they, the police just laugh at him. They're like, <laughs> he doesn't understand how to do a poo in the future. He doesn't know how to use the shells. But these future cops, they don't, un they, they don't understand the art of top bounce whatsoever. So Sly does a load of swearing. So the, the ticket machine just fires out about 20 sheets. And he goes and wipes his ass with their liberal bullshit. You see, I did find that funny. That I, yeah. that, I mean, I am... Um, Pretty left wing, but I would probably have done exactly the same. That earns a love heart for the whole kind of um, subversive way of, of dealing with a problem. Now, Do you reckon, like, at the end of this film, after he'd saved the day and won everything, they were like, by the way, you've swore so much, we're going to have to put you back in prison. Yeah, you've got yeah? to get back in the cube. Yeah. Get back in the hair gel. You've actually, you've actually, we've never had this happen before, but you swore so much that we actually have to incarcerate you again. You've run up, basically, millions. Yeah. Millions. And what I love about it as well in this film, when anyone swears throughout the rest of the film, it just goes back in the background and it's just constantly there all the way through. It's really good. In this he's, he's ruined the economy, he swore so much <laughs> that he's just destroyed the economy and the, the, the justice system. In this future, obviously we know now there is no guns, so the guns are kept in a museum, in the Hall of Violence, right next to the, uh, the Hall of Neon. They had, did you notice they had a big room full of neon signs? No, but I bet you did. Yeah. I mean, I, I noticed and I was like, Malachi will enjoy this. Yeah. The Hall of Violence. The, the Hall of Violence. Do they yeah. just have a statue of Tommy Dreamer in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should do, yeah. But Sly, Sly has a hunch. He's like, I tell you what, this is a cop thing. I think he's going to go to the place where all the guns are. So it's fine, there's security there. It, it, it'll be fine. Don't be daft. Don't be daft. They get to the car, but no lady is going to drive Sly around. So he's, uh, he's like, get in the back. But these cars are self-driving in the future. And he can't do it. So he has to then sit in the back like a total girl. Like a baby man. <laughs> like a baby man. Get <laughs> also, also in this future, all pop music is banned. So all they listen to on the radio is adverts for uh, uh, jingles, adverts, for it's total weak source. It's, it's, it's rampant capitalism. It is. What it is, is that pop culture has gotten to a point where they don't even have to hide the fact that they are just advertisements for products. Nah. They just skip straight to just being adverts. Slices, put me back, put me, put me back in the fridge. So. Three quickfire love hearts during this time. First, first up is all future cars should have DeLorean doors. This is yeah. this is science fact, not science fiction. Um, adverts as art mm. is so fucking dripping with satire that that I loved that. I really did. S cynical, but kind of true. And and then there was a Rambo gag. Three. Quick fire love hearts. I like the bit where um, they get Snipes gets to the museum and he just bashes an extra's head against the glass. And he just I don't know whether he was expecting that coming, but he takes a good head bump. What kind of person do you rent Wesley Snipes was like with the with the stuntman? Because apparently you've got two types of actors. You've got like your martial arts actors who started out as stuntmen, so they know what it's like to be on the receiving end, so they kind of don't yeah. Duff people up that bad, but then you've got other people who 
just went straight into action films but didn't come up through stunts do, so they just beat the shit out of stuntmen doing it strong style yeah <laughs> it's like wrestlers isn't it exactly yeah, it the is. same working stiff they call it so when you're watching someone like Jackie Chan it's much better to fight him than it would be to fight someone like um, Steven Seagal yeah because it just <laughs> it just yeah, that like makes that sense. chopping man I do know although, although you have people like Donnie Yen who apparently give the stuntman a bit of extra cash so they can just take a full-on Donnie Yen chin. <laughs> He'll say, I'll give you I'll give you like 500 quid and I'm just going to knock you clean out. And they're like, okay. And then you'll just have a scene where you'll just bang straight on the jaw and knock him out. In the future, though, in this hall of violence, it's got every time a gun. That was that a was really good, uh, really good uh, bit of... Uh, Bit of insight into uh, into Hollywood action and uh, Eastern action films as well. Enjoyed um, it. But yeah, thanks for. He <laughs> does that. Thanks for pausing a second it? and then. I thought that was really interesting. He does it, that. It is really it, but I do. I pause and then I carry on with the. Uh... He does that. Never mind. Never mind. I know, but you know, just just throw me out. Uh, throw me out. Uh, oh, that's interesting, Fletch. You know. Yeah. You know. Just just say, oh, oh, no, oh, really. Yeah. Just, I thought it was interesting, Fletch. Just I fucking, did. just throw me a fucking bone, Yen man. Thing. Just throw me a bone. <laughs> throw me a bone. I didn't know the Donnie Yen thing. I was very impressed with that, that not that fact drop. I studied for years to learn about films, yeah. and I come here and I and I pass that knowledge back to you. And do you know what I'm doing? What? I'm acting like one of these actors who hasn't been trained in film. I'm coming in like an extra. I'm, I'm punching you like an extra in the face, aren't I? Is that what I'm doing? I'm proving your point. <laughs> so you know what? If I was a wrestler, I'd fucking deck you. Do you know, do you know if it comes to the point where it's like, and then you hit Malachi, I'd fucking knock you straight out. You'd be like this, like, oh, I'm ready to take the punch, and I'd just wallop you on. Simon Phoenix, he doesn't want plain old 90s guns or these past guns. He's like, this is the future. Where's the laser guns? They haven't got laser guns, but they have got magnetic accelerator guns. Yeah, give me some of that. He picks it up. Oh, it needs batteries. What size? Where the fuck do you get batteries in the future? Is there a battery store around this motherfucker? Is there a radio shack? Is there a Tandys? He wants a Tandys. Phoenix blows up the security lockdown screens with an active Civil War cannon that they've just got in there. Brilliant. Why is it loaded? I don't, well, what can I say, Fletch? I'm a blast from the past. That's what he says. And then he... And then he blasts the window. It's a pun. It's a <laughs> pun. I like puns. Slice says you should have stayed there in the past. You should, you should have stayed there. You should have stayed there. Spartan, they'll let anybody into this century. What the hell are you doing here? I, I've been dreaming about killing you for 40 years. And then they have a gunfight with all the live ammo that they've left in the museum. This museum is an accident waiting to happen, really, isn't it? I'm surprised this hasn't happened yet. Uh, yeah, because they didn't have two maniacs. Oh, they didn't have two maniacs who were just shooting each other. Like, it reminded me of that bit in The Crow. Do you know the bit in The Crow where he's shooting yeah. and someone's just got the gun sound effect 
and it's just mashing the shit and he's just pulling the like it just sounds like he's pulling the trigger so fast it's ludicrous yeah Sly until this point the only weapon he's had is that is that pansy electrocution truncheon it just knocks somebody out he's like this is this all we got but now totally but now Sly impressions terrible no that's why I love his Sly impression please continue with this Sly is now tooled up with real guns, with man guns. He's pump action beef now. The museum is totally fucked. That's why they call him the Demolition Man. It's been in there five minutes, the place is destroyed. If you weren't sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is at the point I noted all of Snipes' incidental music sounds are uh, just like the little loops off Toe Jam and L on the Mega Drive. <laughs> Good. <laughs> They fought in this museum as well. They've got a glass floor that shows you underneath. They've kept a bit of a 90s street <laughs> underground. So they fall through the glass into... It just looks like the bit in Dream Warriors where, yeah. <laughs> Good. where Freddy's got the syringe fingers. Yeah. Good. And, and we've got a piece of the set from Dream Warriors here for you to look at. In the Hall of Violence. Well, the they used is... to watch films like Dream Warriors. I know we've already done it, but can we do Dream Warriors again, please? No. no. It's a great film. <laughs> no. I might just watch Dream Warriors. No, we can never do Dream Warriors again because it pissed me off. But this is the environment that they're used to. They're de right, that we're in the 90s now. We can fight. The magnetic, the magnetic gun you know is what now it looks like? Do you know what it looks like? What? I went to Scarborough, right? And I went to Terror Towers. <laughs> oh my God. And oh, they would yeah. recreated this, uh, this crime-ridden New York street for you to go through. And it looked like that. I reckon what they've done is they've got a piece of Terror Towers from Scarborough and they've put it in the Hall of Violence. The Terror Towers at Scarborough is very similar to the Dracula Museum I tell you what, at Whitby. Not a tower. It's not a tower, no. It's just a little building. Yeah. It's not even that big a building. It's like a TARDIS, though. You go in, there's a big dinosaur head in there. Simon Phoenix's magnetic gun is now charged, right? It's charged, ready to go. And he shoots a fire hydrant, which is still active and full of water. Starts spewing out water all over the place. The two fight... Well, I say the two fight because Sly doesn't do any fighting in any of his films, does he? Because it, it's clearly a stunt double. But Snipes, on the other hand, like you say, he's good with his feet. But Mark, he's also good with one other thing in this scene. He's very good with a bow staff. He is. I did note that. I noted that it was good bow staff, but not as good as Mark Dacascos. Well, it's not going to be as Mark oh, I don't know. He's pretty good, though, isn't he? He's pretty good. It is pretty he's... good, but no one is better than Mark Dacascos. Yeah, I think, I think people forget how good Wesley Snipes was. He was Blade. Yeah, I think I th you're right that people do forget that. I agree. Mm. Yeah, but uh, I really like the contrast between the uh, the bow staff ninja kicks of Snipes and the dad punching of furious dad punches. Furious dad punches of uh, sliced alone. Yeah. In this scene, right? Neither of them can shoot for shit. They're both supposed to be badasses who are good with guns, but they miss each other a million times. Don't care though. It was a cool scene. It's because they're both uh, they both just come out of the frid freezer, so their hands are shaking because they're still cold. Yeah, no, that's it. That that must be it. I saw. I read it on the IMDb page, Mark. But <laughs> but but okay, fine. Whatever. 
<laughs> yeah. Sly swings a portable TV at Simon Phoenix like New Jack. And he oh, goes, gosh, you're on TV. Just I love that bit. <laughs> I love that bit. He's just like a barbarian just swinging a telly around. You're dead, Spartan. You forgot to say Simon Says. Sly electrifies the water with his electric truncheon and Phoenix leaps into the air, electro-shot, and does a cartoon <laughs> shake-off. <laughs> and then Snipes escapes into the future, into the city streets of the future. Yeah. Through the skylight like he's fucking Batman. Do you know what Batman is? Tim Burton film. He jumps out of the skylight very much like Batman. And he comes face to face with evil Nigel Palpatine and Otho from from from, <laughs> from what from, from what juice from a Tim Burton film. Yeah, they're both in dressing gowns, and uh, Otho's got a little gong. <laughs> Snipes can't shoot Nigel, very much like the hidden prime directives inside the head of Alex J. Murphy. But he is, he is a, he's a Palpatine piece of shit. He's done the whole thing. He's brainwashed Snipes from the start to kill Edgar Friendly, Dennis Leary. He said, don't you have someone to kill? Go and do your job, Simon Phoenix. Bring me the head of Dennis Leary. Sly and Huxley turn up just as Snipes is running away from evil Nigel. You're, you're, um, you're the demolition man, I remember you. Who, what have you been thawed out for? This is that they've thawed me out to catch that guy. That you you didn't do anything. He's just run off, and he's like, "Well, <laughs> you didn't do it. Why are you tackling? Why are you tackling him down? You didn't, you <laughs> didn't try to stop him once." But he's worried now that he's totally going to figure out the plan about Dennis Leary. So Nigel, to sweeten the deal, invites Sly and Huxley out for a swanky meal at Taco Bell because Taco Bell is the only restaurant in this future due to the franchise wars that went on uh, some years ago. When you originally watched this film, Fletch, was it Taco Bell? No, it was Pizza Hut. It's Pizza Hut. Crazy. Huh? It was Pizza Hut over here. Yeah, the British version. Because we don't have... We, Taco Bell isn't popular here. Oh, okay. That... So they what? So they filmed special scenes for Britain? Well, just because you only... You just see the sign they, when they're coming in. And it's Taco Bell, but yeah, it's it's Pizza Hut. And they ADR'd them going Pizza Hut into the. <laughs> and that's all they did. Uh, bit, bit, a bit, a bit of a uh, bit of ADR. You, I know you two are a fan of ADR. Speaking of rampant capitalism, what's happened here is that this company's monopolised that whole industry. Yeah. You know. Wiped it out. Yeah, it's kind of like what's happening now in the film industry with Disney. They are yeah. they are just completely completely just ignoring any kind of monopoly laws and just taking over an entire industry just mm -hmm. like Taco Bell did in this film. It's like this film predicted what would happen in its own industry. Mm. Mm. It did. Inside the Taco Bell there's a hunky man with a long ponytail playing the Jolly Green Giant jingle because no rock and roll in this future. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. It might be a Taco Bell, but it's a, it's a fucking pussweed Taco Bell because there's no beef, for one. No beef, no spicy. That's no burritos, no Taco Bell. Yeah, what's the point in Taco Bell winning? What's the point in... yeah. It's little bits of bread with little bits of sweet corn on. And when he turns up there, they just call him a ne Neanderthal. They go, oh, here comes the Neanderthal. Sly obviously hates them and their stupid tiny food. Also, salt is a banned substance in this future. But you have salt in everything. And, well, not here you don't, no. I fucking love salt. 
That's, that's it, I've got, I've not got anything to add, just I fucking love salt. Sly drops the hot, dark knowledge that while he was asleep, it, well, he was, he was, he wasn't asleep, he was awake the whole time, he was, a fro he was frozen. He's like, my wife, beating her fists against a block of ice, and everything falling apart around me. If that's the case, why didn't he know what was, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> what would you say if I called you a brutish fossil from a decayed era, gratefully forgotten? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I want to be. Yeah, I'm a bit like that when fuckers on Twitter call me a social justice warrior. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Sly spots one of the subterranean street punks and he, he heads off. He's like, right, that's a bad man. He's going to do some bad stuff. Explosion. Mad Max style punks swarm out. There's loads of them, and all of their armor's made out of tires. Oh. They've got like tire armor on. No salt. There's assault. Well, the, you know, wow. There's at least one. Well, there's loads because <laughs> Sly just starts smashing them with his truncheon, not realizing that it's just because these people are hungry and they're raiding the Taco Bell van. But if Sly wasn't there, they would have just gone and had it. Why aren't they living at the surface? Well, yeah, they could have just... Why haven't they just duffed up all the police and just gone, get in the sewer? And the reality is, ignoring that massive, massive plot hole, they are literally hungry freedom fighters. And that this is where I get confused about, is this film left-wing? Because these guys are portrayed as misunderstood goodies. I, I just don't understand this film. Is it pro-left-wing? Is it anti-left-wing? Uh, good. I, I think if it was obvious, I'd probably get irritated, if that makes yeah, well, any it's sense. The main it's the main criticism of neoliberalism and stuff, because you've got all these people who kind of come in and make, it, make these places all nice and good and stuff, but they are still welcoming in the capitalism that we mentioned earlier. So instead of so everything's all nice and great, but the underprivileged people can't afford to live there anymore. So yeah, what good is it? Mm. Doesn't help me. Well, like yeah. Sly says, this isn't the Wild West. The Wild West wasn't even the Wild West. Hurting people isn't a good thing. Not when it's people just trying to get something to eat. Mm. Who are the real monsters here, guys? Like Fletcher has just said, capitalists. Capitalist candy ass society. These rich dick bags. Phoenix is waiting in Evil Nigel's office, and he's now dressed in fully Mad Max style, made out of tyres. And he's changed the lights. Nigel comes in and he's like, lights, and he goes, actually, Nigel, it's illuminate now because I've reprogrammed it because I can just reprogram stuff thanks to you. They've basically predicted Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. He says, how do you get in here? He says, I don't know. I just know everything now. I just do. I just know everything. But it's because Nigel has given him all the knowledge in the world because he wants to stop the underground revolution from Dennis Leary's mole people. He don't want it. But Phoenix needs men. He's like, right, I can do, I can do your work. I can take out Dennis Leary, but I've got a list of punks, my best punks, that I need you to thaw out. Here's a list of punks I want you to thaw out, but one thing, I don't want anyone from New York City. <laughs> he doesn't like people from New York City, but he's chose the list anyway. Amongst the people on that list, we've got Jesse the Body Ventura and Tatsu from the Ninja Turtles films. I don't think that's what it said on the list. <laughs> that's what he said. Do you reckon that is? Do you reckon it is just Jesse Ventura? He's not even a character. He doesn't even have a character name. 
but he's on the start of the film. Yeah. Well, you got to remember as well, if he went in in 1993, he would have had the two Ninja Turtle films with Tatsu in, fresh in his mind. <laughs> Huxley, you, you thought her office was uh, full of tat. You wait till you see her house, because it's got... It's, there's a jukebox in there, lava lamps. It's basically a dude lounge, her house. She puts Sly at ease immediately with a neon Pepsi sign, because we all know he lived outside a massive... Yeah, he's like, I used to live in one yeah, of them. Yeah, used to live next to that. We said earlier on that in the future, sex is banned. Actual physical gooey sex, not happening. You can't do it. So what they do is they, they've got a uh, conversation pit, a neon conversation pit, and Sly is wearing some nice... Chinese pyjamas, silk Chinese pyjamas, because that's what everybody wears when they're about to have a terrifying futuristic VR love. Do you reckon it's because it's the future and actually the one thing they don't mention is that they've all been bought by China? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> the future sex terrifies Sly. He puts the headset on and it keeps zooming in on his face. And there's one where he does a ooh face. I'd have a pop at it though. Yeah, well, you'd have a pop at it, but... I'd definitely it's, give it a go. Yeah. It's, it's just violent flashing images. That's not... Yeah, it doesn't actually look much fun. <laughs> it's just images. Sandra it's Bullock. just Sandra Bullock laughing maniacally in a strobe light. Like, <laughs> It's like, you know when they try and clean up... <laughs> it's like, um, you know when they climb, try and clean up Malcolm McDowell in Clockwork Orange? And they prize his eyes open. And make him watch all the atrocities that I'm he's going done. to be sick. Yeah. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Sandra Bullock is appalled that that uh, Sly wants to do it old school, just like smushing their bits together like a pair of primitive monkey people. He says, "What about boning the wild mambo, the hunker chunker? It's not going to happen in the future, mate, because it's disgusting." Who has ever called it the hunker chunker? Who? I mean, I haven't, but I might now. Yeah. I've never heard it called that. Do you know? You, you never fancy an afternoon hunker chunker? I do. But I've never called <laughs> it, it that. It sounds like Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> yeah. It, what I like to as, as well. Sandra Bullock says, "You know what the hunker chunker leads to, Sly?" And he says, "Yeah, kids smoking, the desire to raid the fridge, and kissing is outlawed." And he just says, "Damn, I was a good kisser." He's not going to be able to do it in this future. And, Sly- she's, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, he's well, like, breaking the law. Breaking the law. As and he she, tries to kiss her. Yeah, and she says, get gone. So he goes back to his room. Sly d- still doesn't understand this future. Very much like Austin Powers in, in that scene when he's putting like a, a CD on a record player. He's just banging around the place like an idiot. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? The DVD player is one of the few things that dates it. They've got the future quite futury in a lot of places, but the DVD player... It's not a DVD player, Mark. It's a double mini disc. (laughs) It's two mini discs stuck together. It looks like uh, it looks like one of them little like reels that you put all your your cotton around. Well, I'll tell you, you'd know about that, Sly, because he's been implanted with uh, the power of knitting. Haberdashery textiles. He's he's a textiles man. (laughs) Haberdashery. They've they've implanted the knowledge of a haberdasher. He's a seamstress. He's a seamstress. A haberdasher. What the fuck is a haberdasher? (laughs) That's not worth a tailor. A haberdashery is like a shop with like loads of different stuff in it. I thought a haberdashery was where you went and got your buttons from. Yeah, and everything else. Oh right. Not just your buttons. A haberdasher. 
<laughs> the haberdasher? That's just another slang word that he's got for sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I like this bit. Wrong number, video call boobs. For no reason. You can imagine, you can imagine, right? They were making this film and they're like, this is a really good concept, this is, because it's the future. So you're not allowed to do stuff like eat meat, swear and have sex. And then someone else went, wait a minute. There's no boobs in that this. That means we can't have boobs in the film, doesn't it? We need accidental faux video Shit. <laughs> Shit. Where, where are the boobs in this film? Where are the boobs? And they just came boobs. to her and like, there's no, oh my God. So they just flashed. There's no up. fucking boobs in it. The, there's no boobs in this film. There's no honker, no honker chunker. Sorry. We're just gonna have to have a missed call where someone just has their boobs out. We got Good. we got the rating. We got the rating. We got we got. We're we allowed well some boobs. We can't well just not have them. He watches the CCTV of like Nigel Palpatine talking to Phoenix whilst he's knitting. A, a behavioral engineering, it's called. Now Sly knows the score. The next day, he apologizes to Huxley for trying to kiss her and not understanding future sex, and he gives her a full jumper that he's knitted overnight because he's really fucking good at knitting jumpers. But he's furious about this because while he was inside, he's learned to be, you know, a seamstress. Seamstress. <laughs> he's learned a haberdasher. To... Well, Phoenix is in there. He got all the kicks of Billy Blanks putting him. <laughs> And he's pissed off. The penny drops. That's why Snipes is a genius now. He's like, I, I wonder who. This is Nigel Palpatine. Nigel Palpatine's done this. So, he, so he wouldn't have been able to do them kicks in the past. No. So basically, what they did is they just rehabilitated him and taught him how to be Wesley Snipes. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Totally. It's like in the Matrix, you know, when he's just like, he just puts that cassette in and he's all like, bruh, bruh, bruh. he's just, that's all he's done. He's just put a copy of Blade in and he's just gone, oh God. And he became Wesley Snipes. Sly has now figured out that it is Nigel Palpatine. He bursts into the meeting room full of screens and he shoots them all in the face. <laughs> all the screens are not evil Nigel sat at the table and he's like, why did you wake up Nes Nesley Snipes? He's like, why'd you, why did you wake Leslie, up? Leslie, Leslie Snipes. Leslie Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Wesley Snipes with just like a flat cap on. He finds the real Nigel, puts a gun to his evil head. He says, wonder about this shithead. If you think you got this maniac under control, trust me, you don't. I've, been, I've, I've known him for years. Nigel says, the only thing not under control is you. Enjoy your moment of prehistoric bravado. Once you leave here, it's over and back to the ice prison for you. Be well. Sly pulls a gun and says, be fucked. <laughs> and he shoots the swearing alarm. Otho faints at the whole savagery of the situation. I thought he was a Jedi. <laughs> I thought they were just like... No, he's got like a silk kimono on. Yeah, I thought they were just... Well, he's really... clearly a Sith, he's not a Jedi. I thought they were just really casual Jedis. Like, it's like Je Jedi on a Sunday. Sly springs into action because he's had enough of this soft bullshit. He said, I'm going to nail this maniac and put him back on ice. I've had it with enhancing my calm. I can't take it anymore. Phoenix is hiding in the wastelands. So I'm going to go and get him and I'm going to put him in a hurt locker. <laughs> I love that line, by the way. Huxley, Sly and Garcia descend into the tunnels beneath the city and it's full of people. I can smell barbecue. Beef. But it's not beef, is it, Fletch? What is it? Rat. It's rat. It's rat. Yeah. He goes and enjoys a cerveza and a rat burger underground. I'd eat that. Well, Cobra wouldn't have eaten this filth, I tell you that. I would have. Also in this underground 
left, there is a 1970s red Oldsmobile just there, pristine. Everybody else is covered in shit, but this car has been waxed. Freshly waxed Freshly. car just <laughs> sat there amongst the rubble. Yeah. Yeah. So like that that little bottle that Sly found that you that you picked up, and they're like, "This is food." It's like, no, it's just car wax. Yeah, car wax. They just need to clean up that. the Oldsmobile. <laughs> He bumps into Dennis Leary, and Dennis Leary does like two minutes of his stand-up from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> also, did you notice who was stood next to Dennis Leary in this scene? Jack Black. Street punk Jack Black. So Spartan and Friendly are going to join forces. Sly has found another 90s relic. Dennis Leary literally hiding underground. Because Dennis Leary thought this was America as well. Phoenix has gathered his defrosted troops. As he had some babes stored out as well. Well, there's a lot of babes there, a lot of babes there, and they've all got the same costumes as them as well, so... Where did they come from? Maybe they were their wives. So they get, just had them thawed out as well? Get the wife out as well, please. <laughs> Who is also incarcerated. Well, she's a bad wife. Behind every good man is a good woman, apparently, so behind every bad man is a bad woman. Oh. Science. Also, Wesley Snipes is giving giving his speech and riling up the troops, and they're all like, "Yes, we're gonna do chaos!" Blah blah blah. Yeah. Did you listen? Did you notice something about? Did you notice the music during this bit? What was it? It was very Elfman esque. Right. It's another. It's like Batman. Is that what you're trying to say? It sounded like Danny Elfman. Okay. Listen back to I it. I will listen back to it because you said this is basically Batman according to you. Well, no, it's but it's Tim Burton. Right, okay. It's like a Tim Burton film that Tim Burton didn't make. It's kind of like Bubble Boy. <laughs> the punks go out into the subterranean city and they open fire on our 90s heroes. Sly deflects the bullet with a table. He's, he's used to this. He's the demolition man. The punks shoot everything up and, and uh, Simon Phoenix escapes to the surface. Nicks a police car straight out. Sly and Huxley, though, they spot the 70s car and they uh, buckle up and they smash through the windows and do an instant 18 jump because the chase is on. This reminded me of Firepower. Firepower? What, this chase scene? Yeah, the opening to Firepower. Yeah, it is very similar, yeah. They're going through a crowded tunnel with Sly climbing out on top of the bonnet. Yeah, and all that. He jumps from the, he jumps from the 70s car onto Snipes' car, rips his fucking, pulls his doors off, <laughs> says that's it. He shoots his tyre out and he's like, oh no inflate! He's overpowered by Snipes and Snipes tries to push his face into the moving ground. All of those people are dead. They're as cold as Hagen dars Hagen dars is quite cold, it's really isn't it? cold. Do you remember yeah. the advert where the woman can't eat a Hagen dars because it's so cold? Well, there you go then. That's a 90s reference. It's dead cold. He throws Phoenix from the car and gets in, but he can't drive it because it's futuristic and the car just drives away like a hacked Google car. Just drives off because his big beefy hands don't know how to control a computer car. It crashes at the police station and safety foam fills up the car and then Huxley cracks him out of it like a beefy kinder egg. Chief Sissy Pants is furious and Sly is because Sly's too action-packed and he's too vulgar. He is. He is, yeah. Just as the chief is giving him a load of shit, Dennis Leary arrives with his street punk army. Garcia, one of the, the, the policemen from earlier on, Huxley's partner, he's now full-on Mad Max. Maxed up to the max. What? <laughs> he's maxed up to the max. He's right. got tyre armour. He's joined the revolution, mate. Viva la revolution, said Garcia. He looks like Tom Hardy. <laughs> he does, yeah. 
Do you know what? I was on Wish the other day and I saw some Mad Max jackets. Should have got on there. With the shoulder pad, the one shoulder pad on them. I'd just wear it. I'd just wear it. Should do. Who's going to stop? Who's going to no get your shit stop wearing you. that? No one's, we're basically living in a post-apocalyptic future now. So you might as well pull one of your sleeves off your jacket. Well, I was looking, I was looking at Wish and they've got loads of... Well, yeah, I know when you first got it, there was loads of... I'm surprised you didn't come around dressed up as like one of the Lost Boys or something. Well, I did find that I could just make... By a... that, I mean not the... I mean the Lost Boys from Hulk. Come around dressed as Rufio. Rufio, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Lost Boys. Well, I don't know. Rufio could still... Rufio's outfit would still fit in the Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, it would. Dennis Liu says it's time to make a stand, pal. Slice says, good. And while you're at it, can you lend me a gun? Chief Nancy Pants says, Spartan, you can't leave. Skip it, Chief. Sweet burn. It's a callback to the start. We said earlier on, Snipes has been programmed, like Robocop was. He's not allowed to kill Nigel Palpatine whatsoever, but he's seen a loophole, and that loophole is Jesse the Body Ventura. He's like, Jesse, shoot Nigel, I've had enough of him. Bam! That loophole is so big. Yeah. That Jesse the Body Ventura can fit through it. He can step right through it. They kill him and then they chuck him in the fire. They just chuck him straight in the fireplace and take over his headquarters. Savage. Savage. Huxley is super good at kicking. Sly's really impressed. He says, and he says to her, how did you learn to kick like that? How did she learn to kick like that? Jackie Chan films. Jackie Chan movies, mate. Because she's obsessed with the old times, with the good times. I learned all my kicks from Tony Jaw. Well, there you go. They find Nigel, all crispy in the fireplace. Sly says, this looks like this plan went up in smoke. Phoenix is going to defrost all the criminals in the world. 80. He's got 80 that are ready to go. One of which is Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer's in there. Yeah. What's he going to do? I don't know. But he wants him. He's like, get him out. Let's get him out. Also, as soon as he kills Nigel Palpatine, Otho, straight on his side... Like uh, like Grimer Wormtongue from the uh, Lord of the Rings. Straight in there. Who? Oh, you wouldn't know it. Sly knocks Huxley out to keep her out of danger because this is going to be too much beef for this future puss to handle. <laughs> this future puss. Yeah. Too much like, beef for you, kitty cat. Yeah. <laughs> knock you out. <laughs> Sly puts on his beret. Send a maniac to catch a maniac. He says it again. And he drives through the gates of the cryo prison like the end of uh, Highlander 2. <laughs> Just drives in. Inside, there's a 10 minute countdown. 10 minutes until Jeffrey Dahmer is ready. <laughs> <laughs> and this place is going to be full of de defrosted criminals it, like, in no time whatsoever. Plus, the shootout begins right next to someone's frozen ass, legs akimbo, right in the air. Is that Jeffrey Dahmer? Maybe. Was that the peach of Dahmer? <laughs> Sly gets grabbed by a giant robot hand like a grabber game down the bowling alley. So when is this set? 1996 and then 2036. So how yeah. old would Dharma have been when he went into cryosleep? When did they start doing the cryosleeping? That's the question, isn't mm. it? He was born in 1960. Oh, he died in 1994. Oh, the film was made in 1993. So, so a year before he died. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right, so he was he was caught in 1991, so presumably he went straight into the freezer. He was murdered. Murdered by murder. Murder most foul. Mm. And he was like, this is how it feels to be murdered? <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, I, did, I wouldn't have done it. 
Sly gets grabbed by a giant robot hand, like a grabber at the beach picking up a bootleg Pikachu. But that this thing. one's dead good. Yeah, it does because he picks up beef, hot beef. Snipes starts swinging him about on it, shooting at him with an Uzi. Like, like Mark said earlier on, neither of them are very good shot, are they? Also, they are in the freezing room. Still cold. Still cold. Still shaking. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sly beefs his way out of the claw by freezing a joint in it and then dad punching the joint just as he's about to get dropped in the goo. Phoenix finds a Doom style laser cannon like the uh, the big fucking gun, the BFG, and shoots at Sly, blowing barrels up, shooting lightning everywhere. Actually, it's more like the gun in Quake. It starts off and it's got a little little piddly needle laser coming out of it. Yeah. And he's like, fuck this, and he smashes it so it turns into a horrible lightning gun. A lightning cannon, yeah. But... Oh yeah, Quake did have the lightning gun, didn't it? It did. All this talk of weapons pointless because face to face, final battle, mono in mono, put the guns down, get your fists out. The warning, warning, defrosting bad lads, final stages. Sly looks at Phoenix and says, is it cold in here? Or is it just me? And then he... It's dad punching time. And dad punching time is timeless, mate. (laughs) (laughs) These punches come straight from the 90s. That's why they hurt so much. They come so far through time. Yeah. (sighs) Boom! Yeah. Like a furious catapult. Snipe says, look at my eyes, John. I'll take you to hell. Like a a trebuchet. (laughs) Like a beef trebuchet. Snipes, don't forget, has downloaded Kung Fu like Keanu Reeves did in The Matrix and his hands are way too fast. Way too fast, but Sly does not stop. He does not bank down with his vicious dad punching. (laughs) He's just punching him in the belly. Proper duffing him. The cryo prison is falling apart. Demolished, if you will. He's just doing his job. He's going to work. Yeah. The leaking goo is all over the place. So Sly freezes Phoenix in the leaking goo and then he swings and kicks his frozen head off like a football. Bosh! He says heads up as well. Oh, he does say yeah, heads, he says up, heads he? up. And then the prison explodes and he runs out of it slow motion. Night is beef has saved the day. Sly tells the world to forget its differences, basically, when he gets outside. He says, start a new world. You can't be living underground like Dennis Leary, and you can't be up here not doing swearing. Find a bit of middle ground, guys, you know. And then they just make Dennis Leary their president. Yeah, they do make Dennis Leary their president. Just on the spot. He just takes over the world. It's like Sly has just won in Highlander, and he's gotten the prize. Yeah. And now he's just like, you should be friends. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, well, we peace. Never, we never thought about that. Well, yeah, peace. We never thought about that. Sly sweeps Huxley back and gives her an old-timey movie kiss. A V-Day kiss. An analogue kiss, if you like. (laughs) And he says, I think I'm going to like the future. And she says, yeah, now that you've finished demolishing everything. But there's just one thing I kind of want to know about. What's the deal with the seashells? (laughs) (laughs) And then the music of a pussweed future plays us out. Sting from the police. <laughs> that was Demolition Man. What did you reckon to that one, Mark? 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 Where's Mark? It's, I don't know where he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. The end. Well, we don't know where Mark's gone then. He's just disappeared. So did you enjoy Demolition Man then, Fletch? Excellent film. Favourite film. Childhood favourite. Loved it. Really good. Loads of beef. And a bit of Taco Bell. Mark. Mark. Mark.
think his feed's frozen. Malachi, can you have can you have a look at this? Malachi. Mark? You have ignored me for weeks now, and I have a demand for you. A demand an award ceremony. Ugh, don't. Do I have to? Fletch? Fletch, I think we I think Mark's screen's frozen there. What? I think we've lost Mark on the Hang on. We've lost Mark on the feed. It's alright, sorry guys, we've lost Mark on the feed there. What was that? What was what? He's got it. It's just problems with Skype, mate. Oh shit! What? Did What's... you just do it? Did you just do the conduit? The, the what? He's not been around for weeks, mate. He's oh, not been my. for months and months. Why? <sighs> Thanks for joining us this week on Super Tap Film Club. Please join us next week, next Tuesday, for the first one of the year when we'll be doing another video game classic. We're going to be doing Mortal Kombat, so don't forget. You can you can watch that on Prime pre-game no. pre. What do you mean no? No, we're not doing Mortal Kombat Malachi. Why? Were you? The conduit has returned. I didn't. The Tac Academy is back. Attack... Well, what do you mean? I didn't. I haven't. I don't believe you. I'm... Join us next week when we'll be doing Mortal Kombat. We said you picked that film, Fletch. No, we're doing an award ceremony. <gasps>
Thank mm-hmm. you.